The San Francisco Dance Film Festival presents Dancing Through the Lens, a bi-monthly podcast featuring guests from our dance and filmmaking communities who share their interests, insights, and methods of creation and connection. I'm Chris Willette. This month, I had the special treat of interviewing Nadia Adame, the newly appointed artistic director of Axis Dance Company, the Bay Area's integrated dance company featuring disabled, non-disabled artists. Nadia and I discussed the nuances of bringing the camera lens in on a dance performance, the representation of disability and accessibility on film, and what her first year as the artistic director will bring this season. Hi, Nadia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. You are a dancer, teacher, choreographer, and now the newest artistic director of Axis Dance Company. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? My journey is actually is a really full circle. I started uh, when I was seven years old at the Royal Conservatory of Dance and Theater in Spain until age 14 where I, when I had a car accident and I have a spinal cord injury due to that and dance has always been part of my life and it's something that I always felt every time I danced I felt like I was at home it's one of those things that just brings you to the other another place in the universe and I love telling stories with my body and I love telling stories all around. At that age, after a lot of rehab and a lot of surgeries, I went to the state and the States and I studied. I'm from Spain originally. And I applied for a bunch of companies after I finished university. And Judy Smith at Access Dance Company, one of the funding members and first artistic director of the company, say, Nadia, you got to stay here. You got to stay with us. I'm like, okay. So I went to dance at Axis at the beginning of my career when nobody else will take me because they didn't know what to do with me. And, and by me saying, I'm a dancer, they would say, no, you're not because you can't put your legs up and you cannot do this and do that. But I guess they didn't see the possibilities and Judy did. And I am eternally grateful to her for that. And then after that, I came back for family and personal reasons. I went back to Spain and I started my own company with my partner, Mark, for 10 years. We did theater, dance, and film projects with a lot of integration, people who were disabled artists, non-disabled, immigrants, everybody who wanted to work with us. And then from there, I went to London and work with Kanduko. I danced for them for one year. And then I've been just around um, choreographing a little bit here, dancing with smaller companies here and there, teaching as much as I could, and really getting to learn the arts of dance around the world and get to listen and to see and to experience different stories by different storytellers with their bodies. And then last year, I got this opportunity. Somebody said, Nadia, do you want to come back to Axis as the new artistic director? So I applied for the, for the role. And here I am today. I've been always involved with Axis through the years since I began. 
Uh, I've choreographed in 2018, I choreographed another piece. Then I was mentoring for the uh, Choreo Lab program. And I was part of one of the summer intensives, also as a support teacher. So I've never run too far away from access, which is which is nice. I got to know the whole development through the years from Judy Smith to Mark Brew and and all of that. So, yeah. You also have a film background as well. You worked in film. What do you see are some similarities from dance into film and um, how can they benefit each other? Yes, I do have um, more of an independent film, not not big Hollywood or anything, but very independent. I really like using the camera as a partner for movement. I see when dancers move, I kind of see with my eyes focusing as if it was a camera, how they would move through the space that we have. So I like using the camera as another eye that is really getting inside of the performers and and not necessarily analyzing the movement. You know, it's a 2D form. So you cannot connect like you do in live stages. But I think by using the camera and the movement of it to get inside of that, of the performers, I think you can achieve that level of connection, if that makes sense. Totally. Totally. It's like a, it's like an, an intimate eye, you know, you get all the, yes. the, the little movements, the sweat, you know, all those things that yes. you can't get in a theater. That's it. Yeah. Axis has embarked on several film projects, both small and large. Um, for example, Flutter, which is the film adaptation of Robin Decker's stage piece, as well as former artistic director Mark Bruce, which is above ground. Which ways does the intention or reading of the performance change when it is transitioned to film? The way to approach a stage show into film, I think is really by using what I was mentioning earlier, the movement of the camera and the getting into it. You don't have to have the big proscenium arch, the full, the full image of what is happening. I think what you need to find with the camera is those moments that you can't see in the long shot that, you know, you need to do a really close up or a medium shot that you really connect with that performer with their eyes, with their faces, with their hands. Maybe a hand is moving and really has a big uh, meaning for the choreographer. Um, So I think the way to approach how to translate a proscenium art show into film. And it's not just about showing everything is happening. I did, I think it's about finding the essence and what do you need to focus on. Would you like to put access on film? Do you have any plans or? Yes, I'm trying to put something else together for next year. I think, I think it's good because uh, disabled artists are not represented you know, the pandemic, I think, created a lot of opportunities for many of us with our phone in our bedrooms or our living rooms just to create this kind of connection with the world that we didn't have for so long, especially as artists. We're all about connections and about seeing the world with different eyes. And and we haven't had that for so long. And I think that disabled artists putting us on the screen and on pe- in people's homes you know, even if they're short films um, produced by Netflix that people can see in their own homes, it's it's a huge thing, and and it's a lot of visibility that we need to 
truly tap into. I have some things in mind and let's see where it takes us. We'll see. Do you have any favorite dance on film? Like what did you grow up, your experience of dance and seeing it through TVs, movies? I love all films in black and white. So Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers were always like one of those couples that I try, I try to simulate. And then there are some uh, produced in Spain about flamenco and they were the, you know, Lorca stories or Lorca plays like Yerma. Uh, I love, I come from flamenco. So those ones are always very dear to my heart. And I used to learn everything before I had the accident. And after, too, I used to just my top, you know, I would do my torso and my arms and I would try to simulate everything. And then I would learn all the Michael Jackson's, uh, you know, choreographies, of course. Anything that moved, I was always after. Since there has been such an explosion of dance on film, a lot of disabled artists and dancers are still not represented on screen or worst case portrayed in reductive ways. What challenges have you faced when it comes to discussing accessibility on film and what conversations have you found productive? Accessibility in film, as you mentioned, it is bad. I remember at the beginning of my career going to auditions and they would say, wow, you look great in camera, that audition was great. Can you come without the cane tomorrow for the shoot? And I would be like, no, I mean, and I don't hide it, first of all. It's on the first line of my CV under my name. Note, I walk with a cane due to an injury as a child. So, and I know sometimes they don't read CVs, but then if I show up with it, I think that's the wrong question to ask. It's just, you know, I think half a conversation for two seconds, and then you'll figure out if they can come with the cane or not, or it's a permanent injury. So that's one. And then I had another casting director saying to me, yeah, you look very, again, yeah, you look very good on camera, and you are a liability. Nobody will ever hire you. So that has marked always my career in many ways. First, you know, I cannot dance. Then I cannot act because I have the cane, which I can't act. It's just I have a cane as a companion. And and I do can dance too, just with a cane as a companion <laughs> or on the floor or on a chair, you know. So many possibilities. I think, so I think it's it's a conversation that, it hasn't, well, it starts to happen, I have to say. It has taken a long, long time. I think there is a lot more representation on film and on th on the stages, and it's not enough. It's, it's always disability. When people talk about diversity, when people talk, you know, people talk about race, people talk about gender, people, which is fair enough, they need to happen. Those conversations need to happen because a large of the population hasn't been represented either. But disability, nobody thinks about diversity when you talk about disability. When they look for somebody who is diverse and you say, I'm diverse, people like me are not quite represented on the, on the films or the stage yet. I mean, once in a blue moon, I think diversity has a lot of characteristics and not, it's not only one, it's not only race and it's not only gender. It's so many more, so much more.
Both dance films Flutter and Roots Above Ground are making their way around the dance film circuit and have increased the accessibility of Axis dance performances. What feedback have you gotten from sharing Axis's work this way? We have showed Flutter a couple of venues, like the Lincoln Center was showing it, and and I think that people are surprised about the possibilities. They, I think, I think film is one of those mediums that it reaches, like you say, so many more people than on the stage. You know, if we perform in a smaller theater, we get, I don't know, 500 people at a time. But if we get a film, it could be 1,000 or 2,000 in a week. I think one of my biggest purpose is to give more visibility to the company. And that's why I like doing it through film, not only through stage performances and also through, you know, big events. What are the biggest events that we can get into and that we can show, look, this is possible. Um, and I think, I think that's what the response it has been for, from people who have watched those films is like, oh, okay, are they really on a wheelchair? Yes, they are. <laughs> we don't fake it. <laughs> By seeing us on the film, then they want to know more and they want to ask more questions. And then we start that conversation because it's not only about the disabled artists, it's also about the integration and the working with non-disabled artists. It's about celebrating each individual and each artist as they are, not as people want them to be. Also with um, Access on Film Flutter, um, we were able to show it in Dubai um, at the World Expo yes. in November of 2021. So to share that with people from all over the world was such an incredible opportunity to be like, hi, we're Axis, we're here, and this is what we do. And that screen was massive. So for people just walking by, got to see that was amazing. And then also we um, screened it at Rowan University. And yes. there they specifically requested the audio description um, along with the film. So they wanted the version of the film where we have um, – so Alyssa from Gravity um, doing the audio description. So she was able to explain what was going on in the film, um, who the dancers were, the movements and everything like that. So people with low vision or are blind are also um, able to experience, experience yeah. our and film. I, and I think that's the, yeah, I think that's the greatest thing that we're going to, we're trying to do also audio description for those who are visually impaired, that they can still get the same experience. And yeah, you're right, at Rowan, they requested, and we ask, do you really want this version? Because if there is nobody who is low vision or blind in your audience, you might not want to have all that extra uh, wording within, maybe. And they say, no, we absolutely want it. We want to expose our audiences to what it means to do audio description for a film. And Alisa is fantastic because she also was a dancer. I danced with her at Axis. So she knows the company. She has a history and and she understands the kind of movement and the kind of language that you need to use in order to convey the feeling that some the people are are seeing with their eyes. So um yeah. Which is also accessible. She uses she uses descriptive words, um, so somebody who maybe does not have a background in dance can still understand. Yes, yes, we don't use um, terminology from classical ballet, or you know, we try to make it also accessible for those who are not in the field and who want to really enjoy it and have a good time and 
you know, experience something different that they're not used to. Um, so instead of, I don't know, rond de jean, they will say turn or, you know, curve for, you know, so kind of language that is accessible for all. So what what now um, are you and Axis working on and when is the next time we can see Axis perform? Ooh, we're very excited. We're going to be at ODC Theater in San Francisco, September 16th, 17th and 18th. Uh, it's going to be my first season as an artistic director. I choreographed one of the pieces that pre- we're presenting. Um, the title of the home season is Adelante, which in Spanish means forward. And we are working really hard on getting this thing going. So my piece is done. Then we have another piece by Ben Levin. Who is, uh, who is a choreographer that graduated from our Choreolab program. And we, I have invited them to come and do a commission for us. And then we have another Spanish choreographer named Asun Noales, which has got the National Dance Award for Dance in Spain. And she's amazing. I worked with her many years ago. Um, and I think she's going to rock it. And they're all world premieres, so never seen before. That's right. San Francisco, first place. Come and see us. Adelante, ODC. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dancing Through the Lens. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review it on your preferred podcasting platform and make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. We would also love to hear your thoughts and ideas for the show. You can send them to the contact form linked in the show notes. Dancing Through the Lens is a production of the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It is produced and hosted by Chris Willette and Claire Schweitzer. Theme music for Dancing Through the Lens was composed by Daria Novo. You can find the San Francisco Dance Film Festival online at sfdancefilmfest.org and in the social media pages linked in the show notes. 